How long do you think it takes the average person to take off one tape and thread in a new one? Let's find out. Ready, set, go. Legger, it's been about six, seven, or eight months since the pandemic started. Yeah, eight, eight months. Right. I, I felt like there's been four phases this year of being locked down at home. Mm-hmm. The first one is the snow day phase. Yeah, where the world kind of picked you up and said, okay, you don't have to go to work for two weeks. Yeah. And then the I'm going to get a cat phase. Yeah, that was when the loneliness started to really set in. And by the way, you never actually ended up getting a cat. No. Then the sneaking out phase. Yeah, that's where you kind of started to go out a little bit more and feel kind of guilty about it to see how safe it was and maybe grab some food and you didn't want to let anyone else see you. And then finally, the I need to get out of here phase. Yeah, I still don't know if I've felt that one. The prompt? A viral Zillow listing. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Andrew... One night I was entranced by the single-family home in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Zillow that went viral. The listing read, Do you like fun and adventure? See this one-of-a-kind brick ranch converted into a two-story. Enter the door to a 13th century castle decor sunken living room with dramatic high oak beam ceiling, hardwood floor, brick fireplace, and a ladder to an elevated library. Time travel at warp speed to the 25th century starship. A talking space alien greets you as you walk toward the floor-to-ceiling outer space wall mural. The dining room command center rear wall opens up to the spaceship main bridge working computer and controls from an Apache helicopter. Speakers and a 55-inch screen. TV works. Pocket door to the functional galley kitchen. Open the latch door and you will find the laundry, large storage area, and workshop. Take the spiral staircase to explore the second floor, which has a den area, a walkway, and three bedrooms. There's a tropical island-themed bedroom and a 1970 hippie crash pad bedroom with a queen waterbed, level backyard with a pool, under warranty, and patio area. Beautiful wisteria over pergola. The description sounded like someone made a crossword puzzle containing all the words that fired off the neurons of my imagination. This wasn't a house, it was a studio. There have been few things in my life I've desired more than this house. I felt the stars aligning. Did I find this place? Or did it find me? Or perhaps the never-ending scroll of the computer mouse was just another frequency dial I was constantly fine-tuning. And it was only a matter of time before me and this house finally resonated. But I had no idea how to buy a house. I wasn't even sure if that was even a possibility. Even if it was, could I do it? Should I do it? 
All things considered, I haven't been too inconvenienced by the global pandemic. I still have my job and I was able to work remotely. My friends and family were healthy. I already had a place to live. This I noticed was a common phenomenon during the pandemic in New York City. People my age fled back to their hometowns for a few months. Some left the city altogether. But the ones who stayed and were able to work from home still dreamt of that extra space they can enjoy, not having to be geographically dependent on work. Another thing I was thinking about, would it be immoral to take advantage of this changing world? A bad situation, to say the least. Dare I think again about leaving New York? Or, you know, when life gives you lemons, should you just hold on to them in case someone else needs lemonade? But, you know, I thought, why not scratch that itch? See where it takes me. I mean, after all, a dog doesn't know where the invisible fence is until he reaches it. I don't have to commit to anything just yet. I could just look. So, to add one more metaphor to the mix, I pulled that thread. I reached out to the realtor, and I jumped headfirst into the first-time buyer zone. USDA loan. 30-year fixed mortgage. Pre-approval letter. Closing costs. But by the time I was ready, the house was sold. And the dream collapsed. I wasn't able to buy the house anymore. It was no longer a possibility. I I tried to stay positive. I I thought maybe our combined energies were just too strong to be that close in proximity. And only chaos would have resulted, I assume. Like two of the same poles of magnets pushing away each other. But what if that magnetism was a compass? pointing me to a direction. I started becoming fascinated with awkwardly built single-family houses. The structures, the floor plans, the angling of the flashbulb photographs of the interior, the prices, the affordable prices, the low interest rates. I kept in touch with the realtor. A few weeks in, about 65% of my emails were Zillow listings. I had a hunger. And then I saw another gem. An old house about a hundred years old, a quaint bed and breakfast outside of Pittsburgh. The listing read, Living room has wood burning fireplace. There are three guest rooms on the second floor. The Olympus room sleeps four and has gas fireplace. The Egyptian room and the Jacobian room each sleep two. All rooms have exquisite decor to their themes and includes rare and historic items. The walk-up partially finished attic has lots of options. Most all of contents stay for turnkey operation. The second building, the old church, has lots of use, potential events, or even a shop. An old parsonage with a full church on the property. And the antique furniture stayed with the house. And it was cheap. Surprisingly cheap. Could this be my home? My studio space? Was the weird spaceship house pointing me to this place? The possibilities for this property were endless. 
I could turn this church into a recording studio, an event space. I could host a movie night. I could film a movie night. It could be my muse for my creative outlet. I can even just run a bed and breakfast. I didn't want this one to get away, so I decided to go visit it. I convinced Allegra to join me in a road trip to Western Pennsylvania one weekend with the secret ambition to find the house I thought only existed in my dreams. I would love it if the coronavirus was gone today, right? Yes. And that means that the thing can trade on, but like a lot of people are And when we got there, it did not disappoint. For the respect of the owner, I didn't record the tour of the house. I don't even think that's legal. But the vibe, it resonated with me. But there was one problem. Uh, Allegra hated it. From the get-go, like just looking at the house from the outside, it's, I was so turned off by it. It has this really great lawn. Like The guy who owns it really cares about flowers and gardening, and that's really beautiful to see. So seeing that, I was like, okay, this is impressive. But the actual house itself and the church just look like stuck in a time I never want to go to ever, like early 20th century, something like a period of time I abhor from an architectural standpoint and cultural standpoint. And going in the house itself, it just looked like a weird pee-in to oh, this era of American culture and life and design that I resent of like the early 20s or 1920s, 1910s. And it looked like when I would go to my rich relative's house and they would have like a sitting room that just existed and no one ever sat there. And the dining room, the idea of ever eating in that room made me not want to eat again. Is this true? (laughs) I really had this strong, unhappy reaction to it. Why? Because I just, I can't imagine ever existing in a house like that. Like, it didn't feel dilapidated. It clearly wasn't. Like, it had upkeep. It wasn't like it was gross and falling apart at all. But I just so disdain that kind of design and those kinds of, like, wooden floorboards that look unkempt. And the whole thing looks like it's pulled out of, like, a weird museum exhibit. Like, you go on a class trip or something. So what did you think about the church? The church just at that point, I was already so like turned off by so many different things in the house. The church was like very dim. I mean, it's like a church. I've never had a great reaction feeling like great reaction being in a church. At that point, I was just like, I am not on board at all. Are there any redeeming qualities of it that you actually liked? I did. I really liked the clear there's a clear passion and there was a cohesion. It wasn't like it was a bunch of random stuff thrown together. It clearly was decorated by someone who has a strong vision. The fact that these rooms were themed, not themes I care for, you know, not beds I would want to sleep on or furniture I'd want to engage with, but like he knew this is the kind, these are the kinds of antiques that go in an Egyptian room. And I think it was like very carefully and passionately designed that way. Like I really respected the effort and energy put into designing this house, even though I hate that kind of design. So if I moved there, you wouldn't want to come with me? 
<laughs> the only reason I'd ever consider setting foot in there again is because of you. But even transposing what you have, like you and your lifestyle as I know it, to that house, I can't envision myself there. I don't think Allegra is being unfair here. I mean, an old house that used to belong to a church in the early 1900s is not for everyone. I get it. But the more I thought about it, the more enticing it became. I spent weeknights looking up the history of the town, the family who founded it, the origins of the church. Technically, the property was much older. The first iteration of the church burned down in 1904. All this was very interesting to me, especially this one factoid. The house was supposedly haunted. Apparently, the old parsonage used to be a Lutheran cemetery in the 1800s. Story goes, there was an outbreak of typhoid and rising waters from the river, forcing the town to move the graves up the hill from the property. But some of the graves were said to be left behind. There have also been multiple guests of the bed and breakfast over the past few years that have reported seeing a woman walking around both the church and the house in the middle of the night. The Pittsburgh Paranormal Society was reported to have visited the property to stay the night and capture any evidence of paranormal activity. I actually reached out to the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society on Facebook, and I asked them what they remembered of the house. They were very limited in their reply, and they said their stash of evidence is stored away, but it is, quote, definitely haunted, but not evil. And gosh, that made it sound so much more interesting to me. Now I could own a friggin' haunted house but I knew that would just make it a worse case for Allegra. It's weird because we get along so well and we're on the same page about so many things, but I think what really turns you on about this house is like exactly what turns me off, you know? Like, I don't appreciate that it's odd and one of a kind and comes already furnished with... A church. Yeah, a church. There's a church attached and all of this furniture, you know, mishmashed from different eras and you know, has an old fridge and an old tub. That is just, I can't imagine ever living in a place like that. But to you, you see that as like an opportunity of, wow, look at this grandiose space. And there's a church on the property too. Like how, what an opportunity and the things I can do and the life I can build here. I don't see that at all. I see, oh my God, there's a church here too. Jesus Christ, like get me away from a church. I don't want to be near a church, let alone own one. It could be... I could turn it into a radio station. Yeah, that's how you view these things. So I'm like, I could burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, but what? wouldn't that be cool to run a little radio station? Yeah, it would. It would. Of course. It would be cool. No, if you came and lived there, we could have a radio station. We could have like a movie theater. We can turn it into so many different things. Yeah, but I just... My overwhelming sense of discomfort would make it so I can't enjoy those things, knowing that this is where I have to sleep tonight. Dang. Okay. 
I feel really bad to say that, like, as your love of this house has grown, I think it is, like, directly proportional to my dislike of this house. I think if we had just seen it and we both were like, oh, wow, that is some freaking house. Like, that is some house. It had a church. Did not lie. Everything it said it was. That was kind of cool, but weird. And that was it. And we were like, that was so funny. Like, I don't think I would care this much. But because it's become this, like possible serious evolution in our relationship and our creative partnership going forward. It's been like, how aggressively can I express my feelings about this house so that I can turn him off of it too? Like, do I have to scream it? Do I have to like tattoo it onto myself? Like how angry do I have to get so that you feel the same way and don't try to go there? So I'm obviously at a crossroads here. I could live in this haunted house by myself, far away from anyone I know. Or I can stay put, not cause any unnecessary drama for my best friend, and shrug off this whole thing and move on. Next episode. But I also feel like I would regret it forever if I didn't actually try to see if this was even a possibility. I mean, maybe Allegra's bluffing? Like she actually will come with me if I go and we could be going into a new and exciting chapter of my life. Our life. Maybe I'm thinking too much about myself and not considering her feelings enough. I mean, I, I probably am. I mean, I am. But, you know, I don't think Allegra has too much to worry about. After I started to actually look at mortgage lenders, once I sent them the property I was interested in buying, they almost instantly told me they would not be able to offer financing for it. The house was just too weird, I think. Here's a call I had with a mortgage lending company. Um, um, where, where are you in the process? Have you found uh, any specific homes? or? So my problem is that I found a home I really love, but I cannot get financing for it <laughs> um, because it is kind of a unique property. It's a house that has a church on the property. It's separate from the house, but it just has it on the property. So I've been having trouble. Hmm. Interesting. It's a nice old house. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, here's the church. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> so that that church is, is completely part of the... Uh, right, so it was wow. a... Um, yeah, so that's just a parsonage. The house is a parsonage, so or it was. And then um, they took it, someone took it over, and now it's a bed and breakfast. So if it's a bed and breakfast, is it is it zoned commercial or is it residential? I mean, as far as I've seen from all the paperwork, that it is zoned residential. Interesting. Uh, man, I don't. I really. So, so have you have you talked to anyone? Like it sounds like you said you had some issues getting financing. Have you tried to get like a mortgage on this, or is it there? You just been talking to people, and it just kind of ends there once once they look at the pictures. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I have yeah. <laughs> I have tried. I tried locally 
in the area, and they once they did some research, they couldn't properly uh, what's the word appraise the house, appraise the property because of the location. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I don't. Yeah, because I'm looking at the pictures. I mean that. I mean it's attached to the house. Like it's attached to the oh, it's, to the yeah, building. It's, it's not attached uh, actually. It's separate from the house. No, it's separate. It's just like right behind it, right? Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, man, I'll be honest with you. My, my initial instinct is no, that we probably wouldn't be able to do it, and 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 here's here's why. Um, I, I don't know how an appraiser is going to appraise that. Yeah, I really don't know. Have, have you talked to a real estate agent out there about it? Yes, I have. What did they say? Yeah, he's he had uh, said kind of similar thing. Like that was really the issue was like there are no properties similar to that in that area, so mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. almost impossible to appraise properly according to them. Right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, that's the church is like almost bigger than the house. I know. So that, does that come with does that come with the house? Like if you were to buy that house, would that would that church come with it? Like you would own that as well? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think there's any, anything we're gonna be able to do for you, unfortunately, Andrew. Alright. Well yeah. I, f- I figured as much, but I wanted to ask So, Allegra, much to your delight, I did not end up moving to a haunted house in rural Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah, thankfully. But, you know, I still get those Zillow listing emails. Mm -hmm. I was going back and forth on this episode, and, like, I told you this before, like, I don't think this story's done yet. Yeah. Right? That's why I didn't want to finish it. Yeah. I'm slowly realizing that. Unfortunately, that I'm probably forcing it a little bit. Like once I found that first house, mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to like light that match again, you know, like strike that. Like keep looking for houses to kind of recapture that same feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what it felt like to you? It did feel like, well, it was scary to me. <laughs> That's like when you say to my delight, like it was scary to me because I couldn't really tell if it was this really authentic feeling you're having when you were wanting to look at other houses because the other houses you started to look at like weren't the same sort of one of a kind oddity Mm -hmm. that that church house is. So that's to me, I was sort of, I'm sort of surprised to hear you think that you kind of were just like forcing the ball to keep rolling because it did feel very much as if you had found a new desire to actually pick up some kind of house and really move into that phase yeah like those the houses like that weird one in pittsburgh and then the other one outside of pittsburgh both of those came to me right like i didn't go out and search for them but the other ones i was looking at i kind of like were searching and looking yeah but in the end i feel like i'm it's not i'm not ready for just any house i'm not ready to just move into house when the opportunity arises 
then that's when I jump. Mm -hmm. But do you think that you were still looking at listings in the hopes of stumbling upon that opportunity? Yeah, totally. And do you think you're still going to do that? Probably just in a window shopping kind of way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Who knows? If I end up seeing something like how those other houses came to me, maybe, you know, but I I feel like the space and the time has to be right. Like maybe this was an interesting time to move. I think a lot of people were thinking about that. I thought this year was the right time. Like why not take advantage of that time where I can live anywhere and still do my work? Yeah. And then when I think about that, it's a little frustrating because when I first started this show, episode one of the show, the it was the whole idea was me buying my parents' house. Yeah. Which I was definitely not ready for at that time. Yeah. I think in retrospect is definitely not ready. And then the house has been sold for a while now. So I never had the opportunity to get it. Mm-hmm. But now if they were selling it this year, I would have taken it immediately. Like there's no doubt it would have lined up perfectly. But the timing doesn't work out that way. So it's just really interesting to think about that, how time works. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the uh, inciting thought for this whole show. Yes. Oh, would you look at the timing? Yeah, the timing. <laughs> I would say I still don't have that same impulse to the extent that you did of like finding a home and even trying to find, like I continue to look at apartments like apartment listings all the time because that's my version of this but even that it just feels like now the time continues to not be right because everything is so unstable and unpredictable and who knows if we're gonna have to go back to an office in three months or whatever if something requires us to be here or things change significantly again yeah so that's why like this whole time felt not timely for me Yeah, and maybe I'll look back at this in three years and be like, oh, yeah, I wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll see. Yeah.